you know, trying to get these podcasts, trying to get these podcasts in and uh, talk to some cool ass people. That's why you're here today. Awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So what have you been up to, man? How's life been? Hey, you know, just getting uh, new shows going. I got a new show in, in Gilroy. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, man. It's at Tempo. Nice. Gilroy, California, July 17th, 7 p.m. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. What is up, you guys? Welcome to Hypothetical Comedy. I am Funky Sam Medina. And I'm Athena Rodriguez. And we are here with one of our favorite people in the whole world. But that person couldn't be here, so we're with Faco today. Okay. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Faco, man? Long time no see. Hey. It's been a while, man. Uh, I did you guys a show. What was that? Oh, that was uh, June first. But I'm trying to block it out of my memory. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. you, you you know, we all did good. Your 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 set was okay. It was. You know, it's not bad. It was a good show. I'm not complaining about the show. I just I'm really let down about the the audience, the attendance, especially with how hard he worked with you yeah. know, promoting it, canvassing, and everything. Well, you know, I guess it happens. COVID's still a thing. You know, it's a Wednesday. People still aren't, you know, going out on Wednesdays too much. Um, just like the olden days, but now there's COVID in the mix as well. So I guess there's a lot of factors that play into it. And I don't know, maybe I should stop beating myself up because it's been about a month. Oh, no, I, I get it, man. We always remember those shows the most for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But the one so that we did before that, uh the uh it was july of 2021 we had like over 60 people there and it was a wild crowd and it was crazy and that's kind of what i was trying to recreate you know but th things happen life happens yeah for sure man hey the one good thing is that since nobody was there you could just say everybody was there hell <laughs> yeah know? that's true who's gonna be there to deny it right right no were you there <laughs> no then you didn't see the lines and the crowds. You didn't see the. <laughs> were you there? Right How do you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you were there. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate your support. You and twelve other people. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, it was a good show. I had I'm fun. And it was about thirty people. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Like, if it was a smaller place, it would have looked okay. It's just like the size of the club. You know, it makes it look a lot more, a lot smaller. Yeah, it was like 30 people when you count, you know, the workers and the <laughs> landscapers. The people driving by. <laughs> the people in the parking lot parking next to the hotel. <laughs> the employees that in and out across the street. Yeah, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, I had fun, man. It was a fun, it was I a fun too. show. I did too. I appreciate you being there. Yeah, that was really good. We wanted to book you for a long time. We probably will again just to make up for that. Oh, I'll take it. Whatever, whatever, whatever I can, man. Dude, you are getting everywhere. You're like on all kinds of shows. Um, you're just kind of blowing up and you're not even on, on Facebook. How, how do you, uh, how do you get around so much? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. I've been, I've been, you know, open micing it for all these years. And like, like there's certain shows, like, like one show I, I recently got, the only reason why I got it is because a guy saw me at an open mic and he was one of the six people. You oh, know what I'm talking about? Dang. There's only six people in the crowd. I almost didn't even go. I was like, it's Friday night. 
I just I got some Taco Bell. I'm just gonna sit at home. <laughs> and eat food. I'll be in the bathroom for a while. You know, I'm just gonna. I was about to just do that, then I realized, nah, I want to go on stage, man. I need to get on stage. And then I drove like an hour to this place called Coralitos. It's basically by Santa Cruz, and Whoa. it was uh, seven people, six, seven people, and half of them are the performers, right? Yeah, and, I've been there. Not there, literally. You know, yeah, and but I had a kick-ass set, and one of the guys who was also performing throws hella shows, and he saw me, and that's how I got on a bunch of shows, like big, big shows, yeah. you know? Congratulations. Oh, yeah, that's rad. Yeah. So well, your yeah, is uh, is finally paying off because you are just, like, everywhere now. Yeah, I mean, it's open micing. It's, you know, uh, I'm yeah, just, oh, you got to be funny. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I got to make people laugh. So I uh, that's 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 helps me out a lot, you know? So, Definitely. yeah, that's about it, you know, just be funny in front of the, in front of the right person at the right time is... Is like a, a lot how this is, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, uh, who was somebody got discovered because, oh, a Chris, was it Chris Rock? Somebody got discovered because like, Eddie Murphy was just chilling in the back of the club and nobody even knew he was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I believe that. I think Nick Schwartzen was like that too. Uh, I think Sandler discovered him like that, you know? Well, probably. They're really good friends, so I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. They're, so like, just... uh, they're like the comedy Eminem and Dr. Dre. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, so like it's open mic, and you know, when I get on shows, I try and always just, just go one hundred and ten percent to make oh, a lasting yeah. impression. You know, you gotta make a lasting impression and stick out because yeah. there's a, and you there's so many funny comedians. There's I so think many. you know, so many and uh and especially you know, male, especially like there's a like an overabundance of male comedians. No offense, right? <laughs> you know. But, you know, there's a lot of comedians there and, you know, it's, you know, I don't know. I think it's a good spot. It's a good place to do comedy in the Bay Area. You get better. You got a lot yeah. of mics. I, a lot mm-hmm. of mics. You know, a I go to mics. what helps me is I go to mics also where there's no comedians. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you it. know, like yeah. mixed mic, poetry mics, you know. You know, I don't even tell them sometimes I do comedy. I just go, hey, can I perform? And that's it. And then once I get on stage, then they're all oh, stand-up comedy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, this guy. You, you know, but what are you gonna do? I mean, yeah. because I've been I've been to places where I go, Oh, uh, can I perform? And then they they, tell, they ask you what you do, and you say stand-up, and they're ah, well, this we don't really do stand-up here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's because on the flyer and the event, it doesn't say no stand up, you know. So then I got tired. I get tired of driving a place and then not being able to go up. I'm like, dude, I'll tell them when I'm on stage. You know what I'm saying? What I'm doing. Wow. And then then it's like it's a yes or no. It's a it's a we'll have you back or we'll have you back or whatever. Or Yeah. Or don't come back or we'll have you back. Yeah. I don't you know, if it's a mic and open mic and then it says no comedy i'm not gonna go because they put it on the on the flyer right right so i don't need to go there but right. if there's nothing listed and then you go there and then they go oh we don't do that here it's like dude it's, it's not it's not a good thing for me and it's not a good thing for anybody you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah i never really thought about that that's crazy have you ever, uh, gone to a karaoke thing and did comedy there i've always fantasized about doing that no uh 
I thought about it though. The only famous person I know who's done that was Samuel Bade. Oh dang! I can see him doing that. No, you know how he had to set he set the Guinness Book World Record. One thousand days of comedy. It ended up being like a hundred, one thousand and like five or something like that, or a thousand and ten. Yeah, and he said he went to a karaoke place and he would just did his set during like like Freebird, a 15-minute song. Or something. <laughs> well, like, if you are trying to do a thousand days of comedy, that's like three or four years. That's every day for three or four years. So sometimes you're going to get desperate because you're not going to find a mic, but you have to fulfill that day. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So you you get on stage how you get on stage, you know? Right. And Absolutely. That's the best. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, one of the best stories is Jay Leno. You heard him? Uh, I never heard of him, no. No, no. Well, <laughs> just kidding. Well, you know, back in the day when he was doing it, he had no, there was not that many mics to do it. So he just go to a bar and go, hey, I got a hundred bucks. Oh, if, wow. Let me go do stand up. And if I do good, give him a hundred dollars back. But if wow. I don't, keep the hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? And he just made his way. That's how he made his road. You know what I'm saying? You just make your road. You make your own way, you know? Wow. I wonder if he had money going into doing stand-up or if that was his... Because he has a lot of money now because he has a car collection and stuff and he's super rich and super famous. I wonder if he had enough money to burn in those days too. Or if he was yeah. really like investing in himself and like it was make or break. Yeah, uh, see, that's the whole thing. Who knows? He might have. He might be coming from, you know, who knows? Maybe he's from the Betty Crocker family. You know right. what I'm saying? Betty Crocker. The famous Leno legacy. The Leno legacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his dad was Johnny Carson. Don't tell anybody. Right. You know, but, but yeah, so you just go and just go up and wherever they put you in the beginning, wherever yeah. they put you in. Yeah, definitely. No, that's, that's what's up. Awesome. So what's up? If Okay, so say you go to a mic and they go, oh, well, we don't do comedy here. Have you ever said, well, I'm a musician too? Oh, yeah. Have I you mean, ever switched it up? Yeah, and you sing one of my favorite songs, Junior College Girls, and uh, I, I, I got to know, do you sing it on stage? I, I do. I do sing it on stage usually for like a, like a big gig. Hell yeah. If, you know, like a headlining gig or something. Oh, if like it's that. a long gig, you kind of throw some songs in there? Yeah, definitely. You oh, know, because dope. yeah, so it's 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 cool. It adds another flavor to it, and like I did it when I was in, at a casino and I headlined a Wind River, and I brought out the guitar and it was good. I almost I I didn't bring it at first, but then some comic went short, and the guys all you need to cover his time. Wow! I, like, oh, I got my guitar. You mind if I bring my guitar and play? He's like, go for it. And, and, I was like, okay, and I and I brought it out, and it all worked out. I ended with it, you know. That's wow, awesome. that's that's really awesome. Yeah. And, and by the way, this podcast is dedicated to all them junior college girls. Yep. Yeah, I love. Oh, yeah, go dude. check out Faco on Spotify. It's Faco, I T S F A C O. His music is super cool. Hell yeah. Um, how did you get started doing the music, and how long have you been doing it? Man, uh. I got started like in like 2005 or, or actually no, before that I was in a band with all my, my buddies. We started a band like at 19 and 20, right out of high school. And I learned the drums first. So I was the drummer and what's it called? I played the drums and then I would also like, we would switch off all of us kind of new instruments. So we switch off and then 
one of them would be the drummer and then I would go sing and we would do that we did shows and then the band disbanded after like five shows you know oh shit wow <laughs> that sounds like a band all right <laughs> we crazy. played all these we played all these places that are not around no more so like cactus club remember cactus club yep oh, wow. yep i remember the cactus club and the gaslighter did you play the gaslighter gaslighter we played there uh the pound in san francisco we played there and uh <laughs> Oh, wow. There's a place called Plant 51. Then it turned into the Blank Club. They're both. Oh, I've been to the Blank Club many times. Yeah. Did you ever so, rent the caravan, or was that going to be your sixth gig? Oh, damn. Nah, that was going to be the sixth gig, but then you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Nice. So yeah, man. We uh, and then I was like, okay, uh, I want to play. I want to still play music. So I played. I picked up the guitar and then had my friend just show me a few chords. And the structures to share. And then I just kept playing and learning songs that I like. Then I started playing out by myself, just being a guitar, you know? Wow. That's amazing. That's a, that really is amazing. And then um, those songs that you have up on Spotify, uh, did you record those during the pandemic? Did you do it pre pandemic? Like, what was your inspiration for uh, recording some music and putting it up? So, the, the only one song I ended up recording during the pandemic, it's called Patience for Patience. And that was, I just, I just decided because we had all this time, you know, that was the yeah. only song. The rest of the songs are all old songs. There's 20 year old songs on there. Wow. You know, and I had recordings of, I had a recording of, and it was on cassettes <laughs> and CDs. And then, you know, since we were all just at home, I was like, I could, I, I should figure out how to transfer this shit. And right. I, I, I transferred all of it online, you know, uh, if you guys don't know, if you need to, like, if you got stuff on cassettes and CDs that you don't know how to transfer, I use the Audacity. It's a program. It's a oh, free program. I use that. It's really, yeah, it's really easy because all you need is one of those, you know, uh, those line-ins that you use to listen to your music in, in the car, you know, those wires. Yeah. You plug it into your whatever source and then plug it into the laptop with Audacity and just record, hit record. It's really easy, you know? Wow. I have a bunch of old tips of my dad's music. Oh, that's sick. See, you yeah. could totally transfer it with Audacity wow. because the headphone jack, you know, it's just put it through the headphone jack, you know? And then yeah. if you got a cassette tape player, you put it in through their, their headphone jack or their line-out jack, whatever they call it. And I then don't. Hit- I don't, but I'm sure cassette players aren't super expensive in 2022. I have a cassette player. Yeah, she does. That's sick. See, I, I have this... I did it with like a little handheld Sony cassette yeah, player. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. Oh wow! You just that's played what, it into a microphone? I no, I connected it into the laptop. Oh, so it's okay. Just, because no, it's easy because you think it's hard. It's not hard. It's like the same headphones that you would listen to your to that Walkman. Let's say that cassette player. Yeah. You, that same hole, you put it into the other hole. Of the <laughs> oh, so you're putting things into holes? Okay, I can do that. So yeah, you put the sound and the sound just goes into the audacity and you just hit record. It's really easy, you, you know? And yeah. uh, I had all this. I had like tapes of interviews. Like I put up during the during my, the pandemic interview, I interviewed Louis Gossett Jr. on the radio when I was back on the radio. Oh, wow. And I I thought I wasn't going to be able to transfer, but that worked out. I, I, I transferred. I had a guru. You remember the rapper Guru? 
No, I don't. Well, I had him. I interviewed him. He passed away. And I, I was like, how am I going to transfer? And I was able to transfer that on to online. It's on my YouTube channel. Oh, no. So That's incredible. How old is that interview? That's got to be like <laughs> um, 15 years, 14 years. Wow. And that's cool, though, because it's a piece of him. And he's since passed away. So if anybody ever wants to find out about his life, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's really cool. And uh, uh, just during that pandemic, I just learned how to transfer shit. So I transferred all this music onto Spotify, and um, so far, so good. That is awesome. That man. is really awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, you mentioned the radio show, Radio Valencia. Um, you're still doing that. How did you get into doing radio? Oh, man. That's, uh, it's, again, intertwined. You can hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, it's, again, intertwined with when I was in a band. We got, we, we were, this is when we are in a band, and... Uh, one of our friends had a mutual, I had a friend that had a, that had a radio show on KSU Santa Clara and she invited us to be performing on their band as a band and we performed. And when I was there, I saw everything she was doing. Her name, uh, she went by spectator. That was her DJ name. And, um, I saw everything with she, how she was running a radio show. And I was like, man, this looks awesome. I want to do that. And then a couple of years later, I got on the radio. Oh, no, no. A year later, I got on the radio. You know, wow. and awesome. I was 2002. So you've been you doing know? radio for 20 years? Yeah, about 20 years. Wow. I, took one year I took one year off because I had to, like, just figure out, you know, it was just one of those things where, like, do I really want this? Do I really yeah. like doing oh, this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, so I took a year off. But it's about 20 years, man. Wow, that's incredible. And um, have you been with the same station for 20 years or have you kind of hopped around or um, no. how does that work being on radio for 20 years? Well, yeah, I, well, you know, I did Casey Santa Clara from 2002 to 2010. At the end of 2010, I, I took 2011 off the whole year off. And then um, I was like, I missed radio. So I went back to it in 2012 at Radio Valencia <laughs> San Francisco. Okay, that's how you got into Radio Valencia. Yeah, and now I've still been there. It's 10 years now. Do you have to go to a physical place, or are you able to do it from home? When the pandemic... Uh, well, it's all capable. I could, I could do it from home. Like, they set up the radio station where you can remote broadcast from anywhere, you know? Wow. But I go into the studio because it's way sexier, you know? Yeah. <laughs> of course. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, yeah, so I'm there now, and it's pretty fun. Friday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon. My show's called Spontaneous Innuendo. Oh, dang. <laughs> so yeah. it's fun. Wait, Friday, what was the time? I'm sorry, 8 to 10? 10, 10, 10 a.m. Uh-huh. Till, till noon o'clock. Till noon o'clock. Okay, okay. Oh. Yeah, I'm working. Or else I'd, be, I'd be right there calling in, making prank calls to you. It's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any... Nope. Did anything super crazy ever happen to you while you were on the radio? Maybe in the studio? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man, dude. I don't know. Okay, well, I, okay, so one time at a radio station, I took a brownie, okay? And it was early in the game. You know, now, <laughs> now early in the game for me, as far as, like, you know, trying edibles, and also early in the game before when it was, you know, now it's all regulated, right? Yeah. How many you know? Now you know how much is in it. 
Right. So this was like a super powerful one. And I and I decided to be a bad boy and eat the whole thing, you know. Dang. So um yeah, yeah. So I had a brownie and um everything was good. I was feeling it, but it just kept getting crazier and crazier. And then, <laughs> and then I got a crank call from somebody on the radio, right? And I got a crank call and I was like, okay, whatever. Didn't matter. And I kept getting crank calls and crank calls, right? So uh, all of a sudden, uh, it's like the crank calls wouldn't stop. So I just stopped answering the phone. (laughs) So all of a sudden, there's banging at my radio door. There's banging. Like like we had a signal, like when there's someone at the radio door, it would let me know. So all of a sudden, someone's at the radio door now. You know what I'm saying? Oh and then I could hear them banging on the freaking on the freaking door. You know what I'm saying? I could freaking banging on the door. So now I'm I'm on this edible. I'm paranoid. Not only do I have I had this crank caller kept crank calling me. Now I'm thinking, Dad, this guy's at the radio now. You know he's trying to get me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. And it's, dude, I could hear the banging and the and the radio door from the studio is about maybe 300 feet away. So he's banging hard. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I decided to call like my closest friends. I go, can you come get me? Can you come over here? <laughs> <laughs> but it, this, but here's the thing here's with the edible is that for some reason, I couldn't get the phone to work. My phone that I had access to. It wasn't a cell phone. It was a landline at the time. So every phone number I kept calling, kept either saying uh, it's this, it's not working, or I kept calling the same person. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you have the wrong number. You have the wrong number. She kept telling me that. Finally, I got a hold of one person and he answered and he lived in at the time in Seattle, I think. Right. And, so okay, he's the only guy I was able to get on the phone, and I said, "Listen, man, I don't know what's happening. I got this guy at this at the radio station. I need help. Can you three way these guys?" And I gave him the names because I figured, okay, I got him on the line, right? Three way, and he could do it right because he knows all the same people that I know, right? He knows how to use the phone, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he did that, and then uh what's it called i even called my brother i go dude can you come down here man i think i might have a problem over here you know what i'm saying oh man so and then i i was a i was you know you ever seen i was half a step from calling the cops guys that's how how paranoid i was right but my friend talked me down right so i even called public safety like uh our campus had public safety the radio station had public safety right those guys started thinking like I was doing a crank call on them. Oh, no. Wow. Right? I'm telling them, hey, I think I got someone over here. And I guess <laughs> I'm hysterically. And I'm telling them, you need to, yeah, can you please come down here? And I, I don't know. He's like, is this a crank call, man? Because if it is, you're going to get in trouble like that. And I was like, yeah, come down. I need to Come see it for yourself and bring the police. Yeah. I even told them, I was like, I used to go, yeah, come down. Two in the front, two in the back. Get everybody down here. You know what I'm saying? And so they came. I, and here's the thing, Sam Medina and uh, Athena. I said, 
I funky Sam, I said, the safest thing for me to do right now is lock myself in the studio. I said, that's the, that's the safest thing for me to do. So I locked myself in the studio and I had public safety come down and unlock it. I had, I wanted someone official to op open that door. I wasn't going to open that door until uh, someone had a key and they opened it. You know what I'm saying? Just so I know they're official. Dude. Right. And I public safety came, they opened the door and then I, and then the guy's like, but you, you locked it from inside to me, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I goes, I don't know. I, I needed help or something like that, right? But the campus safety showed up. Four of my friends showed up. My brother showed up with his oh, dog, with his dog, <laughs> dog, dude. Because he knew it was a problem. Like, I never call anybody, you know what I'm saying? So he knew, he knew there was a problem. So uh, they came. And I showed him my credentials to let him know I'm supposed to be there. And the guy was like, I don't know. We'll just let it be. And then we, I brought me and my friends kind of like I told, let's just make a, a square around this building. Like, let's circle this building. See if the guy's still here. Oh, my god! Wow. I you never so found out who it was or why they were there? Yeah. No, I never found out who it was. It could have been just nothing. It could have been just like another radio station DJ. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Totally. It totally could have been. To, 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 do, to do something at the radio station. You could have forgot I his built, backpack there or something in the corner. Exactly. You know, and I built this whole story in my head thinking, oh, man, this guy's going to come and get me because I was on this brownie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice so what yeah man but, time frame what was this time span yeah how long that... did it take for from from pounding on the door to when public safety got there okay because well, okay. i know you were not in your right no, mind well i was doing a radio at the time it was saturday night sunday morning 12 oh, so a.m like a graveyard shift yeah 12 a.m oh three. i see so, so nobody else was in the building probably no nobody was in the building it was just me and uh, I want to say it was around 1.45 to 2.30, maybe to 3. Okay, somewhere that in makes more sense. The witching hour. That makes more sense why you would be really worried. Right. And the banging. It was about the banging. If the door wasn't getting banged, I probably wouldn't have freaked out. But I could hear the banging. like you know, like it, Like That's an spooky. alien trying to get in or something like that, you know? Yeah, totally. I used to go on this radio show a few years back, like 2004. 12 2013 something like that and it was inside of like an office building like you had to go inside of a building to get to the door where the studio is was it like that uh it, well, yeah it was the bottom of the uh it was a so at the time the radio station that was in the basement and it was the basement of the dorms of the freshman dorms you oh, know what i'm saying wow, that's crazy so, so it could have been just some drunk idiot too yeah it could have been just some drunk idiot that just wanted to uh, mess around yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who could have been. It could have been like another thing is another radio DJ just coming, coming, trying to come are in. You, to do the... uh, are you still looking over your shoulder to this day? No, no, the brownie, <laughs> the brownie went away. What was man. that? What was that? That's the guy from 18 years ago. Ah, there he is. He's back. He's back. <laughs> She's back. She's back, dude. Yeah. But That's no, crazy. yeah, it was just one of those brownie things where I just, it kept, you know, elevating and yeah. but the, here's the thing is that what, what scared me too, was I couldn't 
fucking dial a phone number, dude. I wow. couldn't call anybody. So like, it was like going, what is my phone messed up? You know, is my phone messed up? Uh, I, I I couldn't get it because I was dialing any number regularly and it wasn't dialing. It was getting nothing. So that was weird. It was too. probably just like there's probably like a trick to the phone. Like that, press nine to get out. Yeah, something weird like that. <laughs> um, and then uh, you're also trying to also do a radio show. So you're also freaking out. But you're at the same time, you're trying to maintain your composure on the radio. Is that right? Right, right, right. Wow. You know, so, yeah, man. And uh, I had all this thing going on and I shouldn't have took that whole brownie, man. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah, you should have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You lived to tell but the tale. I did. I li- it all worked out. You know what I'm saying? It was a good story, too, because I can tell it now on a podcast. You know? Hell yeah. That's what it was, it was all worth it just for this moment. Just for this exact moment. Then, hey, so you know? you're doing music, you're doing the guitar, you're doing the solo songs, you're doing the radio stuff. Uh, where did you get a desire for stand-up and how did you find the time? Oh, you know, uh, so I always like being funny because on, on the radio, you know, I kind of just told jokes and funny stories because that's my radio show. It's like I play, I play songs. I, I play movie clips and then I tell stories and talk, right? That's and cool. I, I talk into a microphone. I've been talking to a microphone for 20 years, you know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of went like hand in hand. And then, but the thing that got, gave me the balls to go do stand up is I did uh, improv, like sketch improv comedy, oh, you know? Wow. So I took, I took classes at, in San Francisco at the place called End Games, End Games Improv. So I did their whole uh, class selection, and then I did that for a little bit. Then I did it in the South Bay, and there was like a little community center group, and I did that for two, three years, and even taught some some of the classes a little bit. Oh wow! And, oh, and just you know, you know, just teaching little things, little games that I learned from taking classes. But anyways, uh, that gave me the balls because I was like, if I can go do this and just w- make up stuff on the spot then I think I could go and just tell jokes, like pre-written jokes on, on stage, you know? They gave me the balls. Yeah. And it gave me the balls, so what's it called? That's the, doing improv comedy helped me, you know, get on stage. And then my first set ever was at Cafe Frascati on a Tuesday open mic. Oh, wow. You debuted on Frascati. Who was it. Who was the host? Yeah. Uh, this guy named Joe. I don't know his last name, but he's also a musician. His name was Joe, you know? Maybe Santiago? Joe? Santiago. Does he have a kid? Oh, no. Probably not. Wait, I don't know. We're just going to start naming random Joes. Yeah, Joe Bates? Was it G.I. Joe? No, no. His regular Joe. Joe Satriani? Is that his name? (laughs) 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 Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt? Oh, yeah. David Spade, awesome. David Spade, yeah. When, uh, so when was this? When did you when did you go to the for Scotty for the first time and yeah. um, experience Joe's open mic? Twenty thirteen. Wow, twenty thirteen. So that was my first set ever. And guess what? A lot of people go you bond on their first set, or I did. I had a good set on my first set. Same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people do. A lot of people have a good set the first time, and they bomb for the next like six years. Oh yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> for, me, for me, it was about two years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I I bombed my first time, and uh, I've been bombing ever since. You know. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. We're did friends. You, uh, did you ever go up in the Brit downtown or is that before your time? That was, I think, right before my time. It must have been just ending. Okay, because that's where I started. That's where I started at the Brit oh, downtown. Oh, sick. Yeah, I'll two Walker. Yeah, Otu Walker. All right, man. Yeah. Shouts out to him. He's still around. Hell yeah. He's running the caravan now, which is, I haven't been there in a long time because it runs super late and I got a big boy job. So I got to get up early in the mornings and it's like an hour away from us now. So I don't really go there much anymore, but it's still a really dope room and it's super good energy and it's super fun. I love being there when I do go yep, there. Yep, yep. Yeah, for sure. Big shouts out to Rachel too. She's holding yeah. it down. Yes. Yeah, except when it's hot as fuck. It was hot <laughs> as fuck in there. I do not yeah. want to be there. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's I'm telling you, it's the it's the San Jose Star Wars Cantina Bar, dude. For real, that, dude. That's what caravan is. There's people who can, you can buy you can buy death sticks from, you get shootouts. You know, <laughs> you know, I saw I saw a pool game. Uh there was a pool table there. I saw a fight breakout between like eight guys, right? And the only people to stop it was Rachel and the owner. I forgot her name. Oh, both dude. women. They were the. They were. The, they stopped that eight guy fight. Dude, both of them. Dude, that is awesome. Yeah, dude. I was like, holy shit. I mean, not awesome that they had to do that, but damn that they fucking that threw they down. stepped up. Yeah, they stepped up and got that done. Because like, yeah, you yeah know, usually there's security there. That's that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, because because it was right in that window. Where there's no security, like security's Aww. just coming. So oh, like right the ship change or whatever. Yeah, so security came like after they handled the fight, but they handled it themselves, wow. Rachel and the owner by themselves. Dude. Wow, that's incredible. Badass. Yeah. I don't you know? know the owner, but I do know Rachel. Rachel's yeah. pretty cool. And she's a yeah. stand up now, too, right? Yeah, she's on my show at Branham tonight. Yay! Yeah. It's wow. not. It's but this ain't live. This ain't live, right? This no, ain't live. this this is not live. This will come so out a little while. It'll probably be a few weeks, but that's you know whatever. I that's wanna, cool though. I want to let them out when we're done processing them. And Sam is making us wait every like Monday to release oh, yeah. one, and I'm like, come on, man. Well, because we have a couple in the can now, you know, and we're recording <sighs> another one later today. So that's I don't so want to release six episodes in one day. Right, 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 right. <laughs> she does. Now I get though. it. Because they're so fun. They are really fun. They are really fun. I mean, yeah, uh, you could do it in seasons. I mean, you could do it like season one, and then you drop all of them all at the same time, kind of like, you know, the way Netflix does it. Oh, yeah. Oh. We could be the Netflix podcast. You're like, we're in our seventh season, and we just opened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know? We're getting waiting a year for the next season. <laughs> just wait 12 hours. Just binge. binge culture, man. The podcast come out faster than you can listen to them. <laughs> How can you do some kind of podcast or something? You've been doing radio for 20 years. Uh, I would imagine you would have like the itch to talk into a microphone almost daily. I would listen to it for real. Uh, thank you. Uh, just by chance, good thing. Glad you asked that, Sam Medina. Um, me and uh, the fallen angel himself, David Stolowitz, he, uh, we're started, we started a podcast together. Oh wow. wow! But it's it's uh, we're doing so he's big on religion, and I my I don't know much about religion, but I have a lot of curiosity. Uh -huh. So I'm uh, so he's like kind of the 
the guy who who talks about the religion and kind of like the origins of stuff and what maybe something means. And then I'm just like the guy who doesn't know much, but I'll crack jokes and I'll ask questions. Oh, it's called cool. hoping. That's a good it's way called, to learn. That is a good yeah. way to learn. And then it's also it's, a good way for you to get material because uh, he's talking about things you don't know. So you know you have nothing to do but why you know make wisecracks and stuff like that. That's, that's awesome. That's, what's it what's it called? It's called the Holy Fool Podcast. Ooh. Holy Fool? Yeah, Holy Fool, like F-O-O-L. Holy nice. Fool. That's cool. How long you guys been doing that? Or are you just starting? No, we I it was like me. I was like Sam Medina, Athena. I just said I kept recording them and recording them and not putting them out, you know. Yeah. But I started dropping them now. I started like putting them out now. So they're on like uh, I I think I got it connected to my like Spotify and YouTube because I threw it through down there. So if you look me on, on Spotify, you could find it on there oh, too. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out too. Yeah, man. So but uh I we remember, I don't know if you remember me and Kyle used to have ride the bus with Kyle and Falco. No, I don't think I ever knew about that. That's cool. You guys would put, put record on the bus. Yeah, it was oh, beautiful. Wow. <laughs> dude, wow. I, I, we have dude, we have over a hundred episodes, but Kyle is shy. He doesn't want to put them out. He thinks it doesn't sound good, but I told him it sounds good. Oh. But but it, it was pretty good because you could hear the sounds of the bus oh, and the bus nice. going like, you know, next stop, Santa Clara. You know, and then, oh, that's cool. and then people pulling the cord and then people just like you hear probably like random people talking or maybe somebody yelling or something. Yeah. Fights. We got arguments. And fights. Like 22. So was it you guys eavesdropping on the bus or was it you guys having a conversation on the bus? We're having a conversation. Okay. But, but things are happening. Shit pops up. Shit pops off all the time. Yeah, I used to ride the bus all the time. Shit always pops off. For real. It was just like never-ending material. One of my favorite moments on the bus, Faco, was there was these two guys, and they were like about to just, they're about to fight. And it was like really coming close to blows. And so the bus driver pulled over and opened the back door. And then both of the guys got out and started fighting. And then the bus just stayed there. and We just watched them fight. That's what the bus does. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> the, even the, the driver wants to watch. Yeah, you know, it's a, that yeah, that happened to me one time. It was great. Two guys started fighting and they and then it stopped at the light rail station and then they and then everybody just watched and then uh, with two cholos, there was two cholos and the people were standing at the door so they couldn't close the doors as well, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> And then the fight finished, and everyone went back on the bus, even the guys who got in a fight. And the, the, <laughs> they both did. <laughs> yeah, and the guy, the guy who who was like, "There's always one that's always talking shit, like so loud, you know what I'm saying?" That starts <laughs> the fight, and then he's just sitting down in his chair, quiet after the fight. You know what I'm saying? And it was the best because guess what, guys? What? The next stop was my stop. It was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, my goodness. You know, I saw a free fight, and I got off right away. You know, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, it was good. It was good, man. That, that You know, uh, I actually liked riding the bus and riding riding the light rail a lot. It gave me a – it made me feel good. I don't know what it was. I can't really explain it. 
the only times I didn't feel good is when I missed the bus or that oh, I had to yeah. for another hour. Yeah, or, I agree with you too. I also I enjoyed riding the bus and riding the light rail. It was just sometimes it was such a pain in the ass and it would take so long and sometimes it's confusing and like you said, missing the bus. Yeah, it's just there's a whole bunch of pain in the ass involved. Yeah, like I, I don't miss I don't miss uh the light rail passing me up on Christmas morning. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't miss that's rude. Especially Christmas morning, because that's like every hour, it's like holiday yeah. schedule, oh. and you're trying to get yeah. somewhere. I, yeah, I had to go to work because I, I I was working at the time. Oh. And holidays, I worked always. I, if it's on a weekday, the holiday, then I worked for sure. So what's it called? Like, you know, on Christmas morning, it's like, come on, just stop, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? I mean, you're already in the driver's. You're already, you're already at work. Just, just stop. Yeah, man. But Damn. yeah, so I don't miss that. And I don't miss... Uh, I don't. I don't miss that, and I don't miss the crazies too. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean, it can be. There can be moments where it feels unsafe on the bus. For real, especially as like when I had to take the bus without Sam. Yeah. And it was yeah. Like late at night, or oh, it was just so scary and creepy because you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if you have this, or you know, I think a lot of people develop it when you take the bus a lot where you're on the bus and you see someone get on the bus and you're like, well, that one's going to start some shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, they're like predicting what everybody's going to do on the bus. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. You, you're, 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 uh, what is it? Your sensey, your senses get tuned to that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I go, like I, I was like, oh, this guy's, this guy's like ready to erupt. I better, yes. I, better oh, I better get off now and just wait for the next one. I don't want to <laughs> wait for the next one. What if it's a light rail between stops? You gotta switch cars. Yes, that's what I do. That's what I had to do one time. You know what I'm saying? So one of the, one yeah. of the most pleasant experiences I had on the bus is I was on this really long bus trip one time, and this random dude was like, Hey, you want to watch Avatar with me? And I was like, I guess. And he gave me an earbud. He had an earbud. He gave me an earbud, and he pulled out a laptop, and we sat there and watched Avatar for the remainder of the bus ride. Damn, that's sick. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that's see, that, see, that's the one good thing about the bus, and I, it's like you, I, I've had good conversations with people on the buses once before. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, yeah. but I, in my older years, though, I'm just like, leave me alone. Right. <laughs> You know, you know who I always talk to and I always made time is the elderly. The elderly, I always talk to them. Oh, for sure. They yeah. would always tell me stories, always. But, but, you know, the younger folk, I would always like, okay, all right. Do, uh, when the elderly tell you stories, does it start off with, hey, can I sit there? That's That seat's meant for me. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, oh, what's it called? I always give them my seat, Sam and Dino. Yeah. No, I'm sure you but, do. Uh, you're you're a gentleman. I try, but you know, you try and be nice to people, and then, and then, you know, you got to change the rules where you can't always be nice to people. Like, yeah, I changed my rule on letting people use my phone for a long oh time. I would be gosh. like, I would be like, you know, hey man, I don't have a phone, or this person doesn't have a phone. Uh, can I use your phone to call somebody because my phone's dead or whatever, whatever reason, right? And for the longest time, I would be like, okay, go for it, right? And then one time I let this person use my phone 
and they were like walking away with it and i had to go and get my phone and then after that i was like you know what uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hand my phone yeah to it anymore but i still have this thing to be nice right. uh, so my rule is is that okay if you really need to call somebody and you really need to talk to somebody I'll let you call on my phone, but it's going to be on speaker and I'm going to hold on to it. You I've done that. I've done that a couple of times where you put it on speaker and you hold it and they do the talking. <laughs> like you can yeah. use my phone, but you can't touch my phone. Exactly. And that, that had to change. Like I had to change it to that way because I was like, what's going to happen when someone walks away? And then I'm, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to play around like that or anything like that, you know? Yeah, I know we've been on the bus subject for a long time, but I have one more bus story for you. No, I love it. I love uh, it. When I first started doing stand-up and I first started dating Athena, I was on the bus going to St. Stephen's Green and Mountain View, and that's a long bus ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I met this dude, this random-ass dude, and he we started talking, and he was... Uh, I forget how it came up. Maybe he had a visible, uh, but he was a balloon, a balloon twister. Oh, okay. And I, you know, I told him that I was a stand-up, you know? And so he uh, he was like, I'll tell you what, you tell me a couple of jokes and I'll make you a balloon. Oh, shit. And so I told him, you know, I was shitty. Uh, you know, was, I was super new. Uh, but I told him, I, you know, I had done stand-up like maybe like three or five times at that point. Uh, but I told him a couple of my stupid, shitty jokes and he made me this flower balloon. And I was on my way to go meet Athena at St. Stephen's Green. And so when I showed up, I brought her a, a flower balloon. Oh, that's sweet. That's so cute. Yeah, it was really cool. That's very romantic. I like I that. Know. I thought you were going to say my favorite bus story. What's your favorite bus story? You can tell one. Story, we're, at, uh, we're waiting on Santa Clara, right? Right by the old San Jose Hospital. And Sam and I were like talking shit about uh, wrestling. <laughs> And we're waiting for the bus to come by and I could see the bus in my peripherals. And, you know, you get that excited feeling because you're like, finally, this bus. And so at some point, Sam is like, we're talking about wrestling. And then Sam does the you can't see me. And the bus drove by us thinking we were waving him off. (laughs) <laughs> we're like wait why did he not stop it was a hot day we were waiting for a very long time <laughs> yeah it was not it was not a fun situation that is not my favorite bus story i told him don't you ever <laughs> don't you ever act like john cena on the bus stuff again yeah john cena you know that did now and then you have to wait another long right? time in the- yeah <laughs> Damn. Just keep your hands down. <laughs> yeah, keep your hands down, Sam. <laughs> like, all right, well, then let's take the other bus to another bus, and then we'll catch that bus to this bus, because I'm not fucking waiting for another hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that you, uh, us, us, we were, like, in the bus most of the times where we didn't have, Uber wasn't around yet. You know yeah, what I'm saying? right. And, oh. and Uber and Lyft and all that stuff or it wasn't around now there's all these options now, so yeah, it's a lot easier, yeah. you know. Yeah, they had taxis back in those days, though. They were oh man, but they were always so expensive. expensive. Yeah. Dude, I remember uh, I did a show. Uh, this is the Uber days, when before pandemic, it cost me like twenty five bucks from San Jose to go to Pleasanton, Tommy T's. I remember that, right? Oh, that's wow. not that's not bad. That's this is pre pandemic. 
This is pre-pandemic. Okay, so yeah, before the inflation. And then I remember going from, do you, you guys know the Santa Clara Transit Center? Yep. Yeah. To to uh, basically Santana Row. Santana Row, right? It's not very far at all, yeah. Yeah, that cost me fucking like $30, dude. Nowadays? No, this is be pre-pandemic. Oh, still back in the day? Yeah, so I was like, what the heck? I went all the way to Pleasanton on $25, and then they cost me $30 to go four miles, three miles. I wonder if they yeah. have some kind of where if you go further, it costs less just because, I don't know, who knows? Who, yeah, but the taxis were like really gouging you for a while. Oh, dude. yeah, they were. Oh, you yeah, they definitely were. Um, I was working in a hotel, so I did know a lot of taxi people, so that was kind of neat. Yeah, that's the good thing about working at a hotel. Then you can get buddies. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I even have numbers in my phone. <laughs> I haven't, you know, talked to them in years, but I saw their numbers. Unless <laughs> they <Yeah>. changed. <laughs> but you would give them service, right? You would. I yeah. Mean, uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, we would have deals with uh, taxis, and like when I used to work at this hotel in downtown, if I got somebody a ride to the San Jose airport, like. Somebody comes up, like, if, if you came up to me, you're like, hey, I need to go to the San Jose airport tomorrow, and I call a taxi, he would give me five bucks. Uh, but go. then if I got if if I got them to the San Francisco airport, which is like an hour, maybe a little more than an hour, they'd give me like 30 bucks. And so that was how they, that's how they got their business with the hotels, because if I'm a hotel, what's my inspiration to call you, right? But if you're giving me 30 bucks, I'm going to call you. Yeah, for sure. Scratch your back, he scratches. Uh, you scratch his back, he scratches. Right. Yeah. Your... So I used to have a lot of buddies, uh, taxi buddies. And I would call them up. Like I got one for the San Francisco airport tomorrow. You know, I like, count my money on the way home and shit. You know, I I made some pretty good tip money from the taxis doing that. But apparently, I was always told by my other coworkers, don't let the hotel management know that they're doing this because they will put a stop to it. Oh really? Yeah. They want the money, probably. <laughs> they, yeah, because they That's want the money. Reason. But yeah, so a hotel management never found out that I was doing that at least. Oh wow, that's that dude. That sucks. That management would do that. Yeah. Unless they would get fined for that. I don't yeah. know. If that's like I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. But anyways, so um, you have a lot of a lot of things. You're on the radio. You do music. Uh, you do comedy. Um, the one thing that is pretty interesting is your name. Where did you get the name Faco? Where did that come from? Oh, Faco. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was, it was back in the day hanging out with friends. My, and I used to like, you know, we did music. So we'd always like rap. I would rap too, you know, and try and rap, freestyle rap. And then I think one time I went like, you know, so I don't know. I think I said, hey, I eat tacos and I'm the Faco. I think I said, I'm the Faco. Like that, because I needed a rhyme. And then it, all my... <laughs> and, and then all my friends were like, yes, your name now, man. You You're are the Faco. Faco. You're right. <laughs> you are. And then that's how it became. That's how it became. I love it. You know? Wow. So, that's crazy. It's just a crazy stage name. You know, it's, it's like, it's very like simple, but it's also very different. You know, right. it's, it's really cool. It's a really cool name to have. And that's the only thing I know you as. So I do. I do enjoy your name is Faco. I like yeah, and, fucking Faco. Yeah. You know, and you know my last name, too. Oh, I don't. But I was guessing. Remember, we were 
uh, I, I uh, saw your name, uh, your last initial on uh, on Venmo or something, and I was like throwing out just names, just guesses. No, uh, you know my last name. It's ex- it's exclamation mark. Oh, that <laughs> yeah, you're right. Your first name is it's. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's Faco. Faco exclamation mark. There you go. That's my full name. Just is for the for this podcast, Faco. dude. It's Faco exclamation mark. Okay, I remember that. No, just Faco. Faco exclamation mark. No, no it's. it's. Then how no, do you know a... who Faco is? Oh dang. Uh, oh, you know that's <laughs> I'm how. Just that... kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and your name is it's Faco on Twitter. Was Faco taken already or what? Uh, it might have been, but uh, I just like it. Like I, I, I've been, you know, I've been it's Faco. Like you know, as far as to find me online, okay, is, uh, since MySpace days, dude. <laughs> okay you know? nice. so it's always been it's ITS ITS Faco like you know when you find me at, it's you know like YouTube slash it's Faco you know oh nice well I would tell you to uh, promote your social media but I think you just did yeah on Twitter handle me it's Faco <laughs> handle you <laughs> handle oh, me on Twitter it's Faco. Yeah. Faco or Twitter or YouTube those are pretty much the two things that got in on Spotify, I guess you want to count that. Hell yeah. Uh, you have anything you want to promote? Like any cool shit, uh, projects uh, or anything? Future, future projects. Yeah, nothing. Because we're not allowed to release things <laughs> all at once. Nothing ever. in the next couple of weeks, I guess. <laughs> right. Well, you know, look out. Hopefully, you got a steady gig at Gilroy at Temple Bar oh, yeah. or uh, Temple Bar and Restaurant, Restaurant and Bar. It's in Gilroy. It's going to be awesome. Um, hopefully do it monthly if it all works out, you know? Yeah. It's, at Temple, cool. it's called Temple Kitchen at Bar. Temple oh, Kitchen yeah. and Bar in Gilroy, California. And then you can check me out first Sundays of every month at Branham Lounge. Both of you guys did Branham Lounge. Oh yeah, God, a few yes, times. I love yes. it. I love, I love being there. I love doing that show. Yeah, I host the first Sundays. Jorge hosts the second Sunday. Jorge M. Sanchez. We gotta get Jorge on this one too, and eventually we'll get to hear him on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, you know he's, <laughs> he's Jorge's a great spoken word artist. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, she's just worried about when we're gonna get. She's already concerned about getting the Jorge episode up yet, and we haven't even asked him to be on the show. I want yeah. everyone. I. I'm she's like, "What are we gonna get this episode up?" And I'm like, "We haven't even asked him to be on the show yet." Look. <laughs> Yeah, they say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one, right, Paco? Right, I'm there with you. I've been dreaming my whole life. Yeah, you know, you know I well, still haven't grown up, Athena. I'm still a, I'm still like a, a little kid, dude. Same. You're like a big kid. What are you talking about, little kid? <laughs> Don't look at his sack. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that day when you had that oh bag hanging off your off yourself, and you go, "Yeah, Medina, quit looking at my sack." Yeah, that was when. That's only I only have the my sack out when it's hot. Oh really? <laughs> that was the only time I've ever seen your sack, actually. Only in the summer. I only bring it on in the summer. You know. I was surprised your sack was so white. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it doesn't get a lot of sun. <laughs> it was really dirty too. I like that. That was like what you opened with. Like you knew we were all looking at it, just hanging yeah. out like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, uh, when I, I think you guys know, since being on the bus, 
And then, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I have to carry something, and then when it's hot, I can't bring my jacket. Usually, my jacket is my purse. You know what I'm saying? I can put all this stuff in my jacket <laughs> and hold it. Right? That's my purse. But when the summer, I can't bring my jacket, so I brought my sack. Out, you know. <laughs> That makes sense. When I used to ride the bus a lot and I was doing comedy, because you got to have like pens, you got to have like yep. gum, you got to have like all kinds of shit, you know, Chargers, uh, lighters, and things that go with lighters, um, all kinds of stuff. I used to use a fanny pack. Oh, there you go. You know, <laughs> yeah, I remember I told you what Kevin Nash said. He's like, why do why do wrestlers carry fanny packs? He's like, you ever you ever try to carry five hundred Percocets? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> that's that's why wrestlers have fanny packs. They got to bring their pills, dude. That's where they keep all their money when you buy their merch. I have a fanny. Right, you know, that's the little register. Yeah, it's a little cash register. Hell yeah. You have a fanny pack? I do. It's a glittery brown fanny pack with a sloth on it. I just. Oh. I feel like I wanted to impress you guys. Sorry. I guess it didn't work. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sloth Cast with your host, Silvery Shiny Athena Rodriguez. And Sloth Medina. Yes. <laughs> hey, Falco. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and for hanging out with us. It was super fun to talk to you and to, to learn about your life a little bit. It was wonderful. Hey, thank you. It was fun. I, I love you guys, man. You guys are two yeah, of my favorites. I love you too, man. Thank you so much. And let's all hang out with Mel, Michelle, and everything. Uh, what yes, is please. Yeah, we, we definitely over all so have to hang out. You. Yeah, oh, we've got to set up a time for you guys to come over. Hey, before we, we talk about coming over and hanging out and getting all personal, uh, we have social media. Oh, okay. At Hypothetical Comedy on Instagram, at Hype the Comedy on Twitter, and Hypothetical Comedy on Facebook and all levels and platforms. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm... I'm at she shines for you on Twitter and Instagram and uh, on Facebook. I'm, I'm Athena Rodriguez. Still. Athena Rodriguez comedy. Yeah. Well, that too. I'm both entities. Isn't that? That's amazing. I think you can personally. find me at funky Sam Medina across the board, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Venmo. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. He's consistent. Just saying. <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah. Well, thank you very much, Faco. It was good. Like I said, it was good to talk to you, and thank we'll you. talk to you very soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, check me out Friday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon o'clock. Marshall's called Spontaneous Innuendos on Radio Valencia.fm. I loved it. That was great. <laughs>